Welcome to the Invino Fab podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. Invino Fabulum means in wine story. And there are so many tales that need to be told about women from all walks of life and their communities, paired with wine, of course. The Invino Fab pod is a place to learn and a space to share stories about work, interests, passion projects, issues, and random wine facts. All right, Patrice, I'm getting these things in my email. They're saying we're planning to go back to the office. When we go back to campus, parking will be free for the next few months as we return to campus, return to the office. What's going on in your world of work? Are you getting any of these now? So there are definitely discussions about going back to campus, but no definitive dates of exactly when we will go back or what that transition will look like. But I'm fairly certain it won't look like everybody's just going to show up on the same day. Like, I think there's a lot of thought being put into like, how do we support people in coming back? How do we, you know, how do we transition people in and how do we keep current with whatever the public health guidelines are? Yeah. And Patrice and I are saying this from the U.S. context because it's not great in other parts of the world. But in America, we are ruling out the vaccine, getting jabs in arms. And so there's a possibility um, when we say campus, we call our work campus too, by the way, even though I'm not in higher ed anymore, we, we say campus, we're going back to campus, we're going back to the office. Um, for those of us who've been fortunate to work from home and flip what we do into the virtual, there is some movement in how we're going to work again. And my company is going to have us go back to the office and there might be some flexibility based on your team or your manager, but between June to September, we're going to see people showing up in different, like you said, capacities. So not every desk will be filled because I work in an open office environment for the most part, shared space uh, from kitchens to actual desks and tabletops. So I don't expect us to go back and it look the same. Um, But I am thinking about like, what does that mean to like be really intentional about transitions and also how you communicate this with your staff? So how are you thinking about these this day? You're a leader of a team. So I think on the one, one way that we're thinking about it is getting a sense of if people could choose, what would they want to do, right? Because I think some people really want to come back to campus like five days a week, right? Like they want to be in the office. They like that separation. Some people really like working remotely um, and some might want to mix. And so, you know, one of the first things that we're thinking about is just kind of like getting that sense from the team of like, what are the different work situations they want? And then, you know, with that information, try and think about, you know, what, what might be models that we can offer that would allow people the flexibility that they want, but also support, you know, the work that we need to do, which, you know, I would say we've all demonstrated that we can work really well remotely. Um, But I think one of the things that we're also thinking about in that transition is when we're all remote and all on zoom, like the power dynamic, everything is the same. But we all recall when, you know, everybody was in the meeting room and you had one person on Zoom that, right, that creates an entirely different dynamic. And so that's something we've been thinking about a lot is, you know, how, how do we accommodate that when you you have that shift to make sure that it's, a, you know, it's a better experience? 
Yeah, you're talking about that equity. We had this when I worked at a campus last, we did have um, flex meetings. So some people would actually be physically in the room and some people would be uh, Zoomed in. So this is pre-pandemic times because we just had lots of online programs at, at that college and university I was at. And now we still have the same thing as some people will be in the uh, one of the two headquarters where I work and then some people are dispersed around the world. So what does it mean to have meetings of like a couple of people in the room, four people online and the equity you have to think about. Some of these are kind of logistical we're thinking about, but there's also been such an emotional processing that's going on. And I know my team's been thinking about it and talking with other teams lately. I think there's like excitement, anxiety, um, mm-hmm. but really asking them questions on how they want to work is giving people more of that agency and control because we just haven't had those choices in, I don't know, forever or for a long time, Um, maybe even never in your office. The other thing, like, I'm not sure how you're thinking about this where you are, but that we've been thinking about is what people's level of comfort will be and how do we kind of help people be aware of that as they're interacting with other people, right? Because like, you might see me and want to give me a big hug, but I might be like, whoa, like I'm not ready to like, you know, interact. And so, you know, we're also thinking about that or like some people may want to, like if masks aren't required, maybe are some people still going to want to wear masks, right? And so I think there's just a lot of um, things like that that we're trying to think through. Again, like how do you make everybody feel comfortable as they come back? Yeah, the social weirds is what I'm thinking of it now. Like, I, honestly, I've only started to go out and you and I talked before we record, um, just getting the vaccine gives you a bit more confidence, but you're still like, I've not been out in the world or around crowds or done things that it might just be exhausting because we're not used to being in person with a lot of people as well. Yeah. So your bandwidth may also, you choose yeah. to engage in different ways. And this is coming from like a, a really strong extrovert on that scale. Like I felt that when I went out to go to like the Chihuly art exhibit on the weekend, I was kind of like, I'm not ready for like this many people, or I need some downtime when I came back to my house. And I wonder like, are there ways that you're kind of preparing your teams to bring up some of these ideas or um, have you had conversations with any of those that you support? I I would say we're just in the very beginnings of having those conversations. And I wouldn't say that we have, you know, like, a plan in place yet, but we are like, we are having those conversations. I think from, from the standpoint of getting people used to the idea, right? Like we're talking Mm -hmm. about like this fall when we're back on campus or, you know, like as we go back to campus or, you know, so we're trying to just kind of like mentally introduce the idea of people so people (laughs) can start thinking about it. Um, I think one of the, like, the interesting things about my team is most of them have never been in our office. Like, they were all hired during the pandemic. Right. So they haven't been ever in the office. We've never met, like, you know, in person. Um, And we've had interesting conversations of, like, I wonder how tall this person is, or right? Because, you know, you always see them, like, sitting. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, I think that's just, at least for us, we feel like an important first step is just kind of like, what's the phrase? You know what I mean? Like just kind of like getting people used to like starting to think about that. Because for me, even like that was a shift, just like, you know, and starting to think about like, what will my routine be? Like, I, you know, like 
right? Like I used to go to the gym before work, like just, you know, like to, so you can start like at least thinking about those things. Yeah. I used to ride a bus and I don't think that's happening because those are limited capacities. Um, yeah. And it's funny. I actually didn't think of it till they offered, um, we have like a parking waiver from May till September. So meaning we don't have to pay for parking, which is actually, oh, yeah. I think it's a really nice thing to go. Oh, so I would drive in to try it out. Cause it's yeah. not a big, like it, it removes one of those barriers, but I think asking those questions now and thinking about like what supports are in place and talking out loud about, we don't know, but I'm going to be transparent about you. We're going to talk about it more yeah. and maybe plan with you instead of plan for you is, is kind of what mm-hmm. I see some really good teams out there. Um, I asked some questions of a team's like, uh, just a fun, fun question. I was like, what were some things that you learned from this year? Um, like, what's your superpower for being a remote worker? What what would you like to bring back to the office with you? And what do yeah. you want to like, does not bring you joy? So let's Mari Kondo. Like, what kind of practices yeah. or things? So what did you learn about yourself in remote work that you love? Well, so I worked remote like my, you know, for 15 plus years. So when I started working at Cornell, it was actually a transition for me, right? Like to be in an office. So I think one of the things I learned is that I really do like working remote. <laughs> I reminded myself of that. You know, I, I I personally like the flexibility of it. And especially like if I was working remote, but not in the context of the live situation, right? That we're in, that we're in right now. And what did you like about being remote? Well, a couple of things. I mean, I like the flexibility. I like being able, little things like being able to like throw a load of laundry in, in the middle of the day. I, you know, I'm able to like walk the dog at lunch, but I also feel like I get more sleep because I don't get up you know, I, I used to like get up really early to like get to the gym before I went to the office. And then, you know, if you left the office at like 530, by the time you got home, it was late. And then you still had to like, you know, do whatever you're doing in the, in the evening. So even though like for me, my commute wasn't that long, I still feel like I have more time in the day. And I also think that I eat better, right? Because it used to be like, well, what's like kind of like the lightest thing I can pack to bring to work? Right. Right. Because you don't want, you know, like lug breakfast and lunch or, you know, you're buying it. And so I think to be able to like eat, you know, meals at home has been a has been a plus. You save up like um, more of that time that you would plan how to fit that in. Like those margins of time. That's really amazing how much freeing that is. I learned like I really do deep work when I'm not in an office because I'm social. Mm -hmm. So like I do like to talk with other people or see what's going on. And if you're just in your own office, other than the snoring dog, like I don't have that distraction. I could just like zone in Mm -hmm. and do really good work and not be disrupted and have those little interruptions. And I probably interrupt myself when I'm around other people or I'm like, oh, I need to go and get a tea down at the kitchen or I don't know, like something else. And the other thing you made me think of is, and maybe people didn't always have this pre-pandemic, but like budgeting your own schedule of where you want to put things. Um, And you said that a little bit, like popping out for a walk or something, I think is really critical. Like having that autonomy and flexibility and choosing when you want to put things on your schedule, like how do you work best and when? I want that to go back to the office and when that happens. I mean, I do think that, you know, I think this is true for a lot of people, like, the back-to-back Zoom meetings 
are difficult because at least like when you're in the Ugh. office, I mean, now it sounds silly to say this, but like at least in the office, if you have back-to-back meetings, you might get up and walk to a different floor or walk to a different you know, room or something. Yeah. That'd be the only thing. There's a break. There's more of a break in between. Yeah. There's actually a break in between your days too. That's the, the good thing about going back to campus. You have the commute. Right. Yeah. Which people wind up, wind down, do something on that in between you before you hit home. Now you just like get out of your chair. Uh, I change my clothes. Like I do, I still change my clothes to something else, like comfy at the end of the day. And then, but yeah, like there's the routine of closing a day at work versus going to that boundaryless world of work to home is will change. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think one of the things, at least that we're facing, and I think a lot of people are. Like I was, at, I was in a meeting with another group that I'm in, and they were talking about the number of people they know that are like quitting their jobs because they really like being remote and being able to live wherever they want to live. And so they yeah. are like leaving their jobs or they've discovered like my life was crazy and I have like, I want like work life balance. So I do think people are prioritizing those things. And, you know, we have a number of people, you know, I mean, it's really expensive to live in Boston, Cambridge, right? So like we have a number of people who live out of state or moved, you know, further away because it was less expensive. And I do think the companies, businesses, universities, whatever that figure this out and figure out how to accommodate that are going to retain people and also, you know, have more, a more diverse workforce. I think you're right. It's something I thought about my last job search in 2019 before the pandemic, I was looking at some purely remote companies to see how they do it well, because, yeah. um, and I, and I was looking for a role specifically, I ended up taking one that was like on site technically, but I, I did, when I was interviewing, like I love, I leaned towards teams that did like a little bit of flex time in there already, or if mm-hmm. not, were fully remote because I just got used to it the five years before as a faculty to like run my own schedule, do my own thing, manage my own projects. Yeah. And I think quality of life has really been important in work. And I love that people are thinking about that's also how they want to design their work life is yeah. I want to have a life and I care about my family, my friends, my yeah. things I'm involved in, my community. And that's really important to me. So I think that's a really cool new thing that we could do better with to pair that with work (laughs) and think about the balance between the two. And it's not like a work-life balance. It's a, I want to have a life period. So living to work, working to live. We we live in a a unique society. I guess Americans live to work more versus Mm -hmm. our, some of our European counterparts, they work to live. But yeah, I do, I do foresee the culture of work changing. And I think that, uh, you know, it'd be interesting in higher ed, but I, you know, I know a lot of people I know who are more in the corporate that have realized, you know, you don't need to fly to London for a meeting, right? Yeah. And that you can do it just as well over Zoom, um, that there's going to be less travel. Yeah, it's something I talked about because we do have a lot of travel in our org. Um, and I said that to a few level up managers. I said, we will travel again uh, when that's allowed, when that's a th- when that is such a thing, when we can get on those planes, those big yeah. metal things in the sky. I think there will be more international travel, but it'll be very intentional. So yeah. there, those travel syncs will not just be to have a quick meeting. It'll be to do some deep collaborative work, some visioning, some design thinking like it's going to be because we we do these summits all the time and they've now gone to these virtual summits to like yeah. talk about these big issues and planning projects 
I think we still will do that in person, but the frequency of some other like popping over once a week and consulting like my partners and consult, uh, consultants, that's not going to happen anymore. Consultants aren't going to be going to the office. It'll be interesting. I'm prepared for it. I'm glad the pandemic did some shakeup of us thinking about work a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. What's one, what's one thing you're going to bring back to the office that you learned from home? I think, although I always, you know, was intentional about like checking in with my team and, you know, work-life balance and things like that. Um, I think, you know, just being more intentional about that and really working with people to make sure that like the work schedule they have and the arrangements they have are, you know, working for them so that they can bring their best selves, you know, to work. I think that's great. How about you? I think I'm going to, like, I think I took for granted the opportunities I had to bump into other teams and other people and other functions. And we now have to be intentional about that. Um, So maybe continuing that practice of like reaching out across different orgs or teams. We've had to do it now. Cause that's all we've been doing for this last year and reaching to other regions. I'm going to remember that because um, we can be very centric to where we're located and not think about like, I have a team across the globe and I have to think about, yeah, it's not just like my time and place or my perspective. So that's been, it's really been cool to think about what would that look and remind myself when I show up in an office that it's not about that one location. I need to think about what's happening around the world. And we're recording this now at the beginning of May. And so like half my team is from India or in India. Mm -hmm. So like there is a level, like you said, of care and also um, just more sensitivity and awareness of what's going around you. And I love that about the, that this has brought us uh, to say, like, it's not just about like, we can be very North American centric. And in our case, we're very Seattle centric in the work I'm doing even. So I, I, it reminds me to think about, the world beyond my own kind of physical space and work. And that's really important to keep in mind. And I will also bring back like some, I'm going to bring back some of my loungewear to work because I can, that's just how we roll and dog. I can bring my dog to work. So those are the things I'm going to do, Patrice, literally bring my dog and bring some more loungewear to work. I don't care. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm sure we will have a follow-up conversation as we transition back. Absolutely. If you have some thoughts on questions, you want to ask, um, you want to share, and you want to th- say you're thinking about, please let us know. We need some more time to think about it because it's going to be a slow transition process. Yes. Yeah. Until next time. Ciao. To catch the next episode, be sure to subscribe to In Vino Fab wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at In Vino Fab, and we'll always welcome comments and messages sent by tweet, private message, or email at invinofabulum at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.